Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and of course, Untold Physio Stories Podcast. And my co-host is Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Patient Education, Modern Rehab Mastery. All right. So this is more of a kind of lessons learned, and I wanted your feedback too, rather than a particular story. Although I've, I've had two patients in particular um, over since 2020 uh, who have complained about very similar things. So I've been treating patients, um, you know, for headaches and TMJ, like I normally do being in like a headache and TMJ specialist. And uh, I wouldn't have necessarily thought to ask this until probably I was done somewhere with the first one uh, because someone had just, they, they had both mentioned that their symptoms were worse when wearing a mask. So that that's very difficult because they were uh, one was a healthcare worker and the other one worked in a hospital and otherwise does uh, microblading. So um, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like some kind of eyebrow thing. <laughs> I, I actually only learned, I learned recently what that was. Yes. Right. So I, I don't know. They use some kind of razor blades to restore eyebrows after like having years and years and years of getting your eyebrows done. That's not in fashion anymore to have like super thin eyebrows. So I, I, I thought that for both of them, that um, both of it would have been very similar that they had sitting jobs and in particular, the microblader would need to sit for two to three hours um, before she had an onset of complaints. Um, so you know, but both of them were very similar. When I told them to, you know, as soon as they were done with the client or any time they could walk away to just, you know, take off the mask and do some kind of deep breathing exercises, uh, both of them had very similar 
complaints that wearing a mask makes them want to protrude. So even though protrude, uh, protruding the mandible tends to be a great reset, that's only when you're in a position of cervical retraction. Um, you know, because cervical protrusion to begin with pulls the mandible kind of down uh, or inferior and posterior, and that tends to make the masseters fire and the temporalis fire. Because I always tell people, you know, it makes it it makes it as if you were the muscles that are pulling your mouth open. Uh, everyone realizes you kind of look like a fool socially if you look like a mouth breather, like you're standing there or not saying anything. Your mouth is just open. Um, so you you tend to fire your masseters and temporalis to compensate for that inferior and posterior pull. So if you're if you're also protruding your uh, your head and neck and you're protruding your mandible because you're having difficulty breathing, I think it's like doubly affecting the mandible. Mandible, um, as a reset, mandible protrusion only works well in cervical retraction. So when I introduced that to do the normal kind of cervical retraction, both of them said, yeah, it, it kind of works, but it didn't work well until they were able to take frequent mask breaks. Have you had any similar complaints? I've had a couple um, less recently since things have relaxed here in Virginia. Um, but I even noticed myself, though, at some point that I would get more. Now, I don't, I don't have a history really of any jaw issues, um, but I would get like some pressure and discomfort in my jaws with prolonged mask use. Uh, I think a lot of it also was because I just, especially when we were wearing the N95s on a regular basis, uh, just some of the pressure uh, on the ears was, was pretty was pretty high because they were pretty tight. Um, so I noticed that in myself. And I think also the fact that I wasn't, I probably was moving, was talking less with, with the mask on. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think there was just more general pressure ar around it. Um, but that also didn't last that long of a time. Um, and, I, and, I, and being kind of how I, you know, because I treat TMD as well. And so I I'm, uh, kind of was self-aware and was able to make little small adjustments in terms of like tongue position and breathing, um, even while wearing the mask that I found actually really helped a lot for me personally. Um, but the patients who I saw who ha I was seeing for TMD issues, um, it, w it wasn't the protrusion that it seemed to that, that they would report. It was more, it was more like they felt like more pressure to kind of stay clenched, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they, I mean, both of them have also complained about clenching. So I was giving my kind of traditional reset of cervical retraction and tongue at the roof of the mouth and isometric mandible depression or protrusion. Um, but I think one of the things that, you know, I go over in my courses and especially the mentorship is that you can give all the resets in the world, but if you're not taking care of the triggers or the drivers, I'm trying to get away from calling them triggers and, and more drivers because people are saying that trigger is a triggering word. Um, so, so I think a lot, uh, one of the bigger mistakes that clinicians make with difficult patients is they are not getting rid of the things that drive their complaints or sensitize their system. And they're only get they're only like prescribing things that desensitize it. Yeah. And I, I, you, you give a good, and I was going to say, I, I wonder if you notice this as well with more with other, with TMD, I find than other areas of the body where a lot of it is like you're not necessarily doing a lot of treatment or exercises other than like certain the resets, but it's also bringing awareness, more awareness to the things that kind of, um, to use the word again, trigger the symptoms. Because really identifying those and trying to modify those is really, I think, like 70% of the 
70% of the treatment. Yeah, especially for TMJ. Um, and, and that's what I always tell my patients too. And I, I, I use one of my my more memorable cases of like this super talkative woman. I think I've talked about her on a podcast yeah. before too, is uh, she, she was like 75% better until her husband went away and she kind of plateaued until her husband went away for like a four, four day extended weekend trip. And she literally didn't talk to anyone for four days and she came back and she was better. So that's what I, I tell people because it's difficult because if you are in, uh, if you're either really social or you're in a job where you, or you're in school and you have to talk all day, or you have a bad habit of weight bearing on your jaw, um, or, and you just frequently eat, or you have like gum chewing or nail biting, or you have like all these kind of parafunctional habits, uh, it, it's harder to break and you have to be extra mindful. And, and yeah. you're right. I would say that, uh, TMD as a condition more than, many MSK conditions has more drivers or triggers um, that, you have, that you need to be aware of. And I think it's hard too, because sometimes those those drivers or triggers don't in the moment maybe cause symptoms, but over the course of a day and, you know, several hours, days, you know, weeks, it, it really starts to contribute to the buildup of issues. Right. Um, but they are frequently things that you can get a hold of. You just have to be aware of it because they're just bad habits. Yeah. Yes. And you know, when we talk about drivers, we don't mean that it, it's, um, similar to like taking a McKenzie history, like, Oh, what makes you worse? Flexion makes you worse. It's not always as simple as you bite and it makes you worse or you chew something or it makes you worse or you yawn too, lo- you too big and it make, it makes you worse immediately. Some, something doesn't always immediately trigger the complaint, which I also, Another reason why I think driver is a better word, because when I explain to patients that these these are things that just kind of, kind of give you negative on the recovery timeline, or as Greg Lehman would say, there are things that fill up the cup. So um, it doesn't always necessarily cause the cup to overflow, or it doesn't cause the the recovery timeline to get to zero, but it does bring you, it does make your buffer zone for other activities and things that otherwise uh, sensitize or immediately trigger complaints much lower. Yeah, I would agree. Trigger definitely sounds more like it aggravates symptoms right away versus drivers like a contributor along with other things. Right. Now we have to have two different words for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to simplify it, not make it more complex. Exactly. But yeah, trigger does does sound like it immediately causes it. Uh, you, there's not like a when you pull when you pull the trigger of a gun. There's there's maybe a little bit of a give, but it's not it's not like a huge buffer zone before right <laughs> before something finally gets triggered. Right. But I, I think goes too, off. from a, even even a treating TMD thing, and then this can apply to other musculoskeletal issues as well. But like, just knowing how to treat it and identify and diagnose is one thing. But if you don't know how to identify these drivers, and sometimes that includes asking the right questions and knowing what to ask, that you you, you certainly miss a, a big piece. All right, so that, that's exactly why I actually wanted to talk about this podcast, and it's less of a story, other than you know I've had people complain about mask wearing and prolonged mask wearing. Yeah. But to sum it up, we are saying that there are a lot of drivers for TMD presentations that you may not be aware of. So learn to ask the right questions and um, even have them, you know, keep like a journal of what they've done over the past couple of days, especially on days where they say that nothing made their symptoms worse. It's right. usually something yes. or, or a combination of things. Right. And like you said, not to belabor the point, but it, it's, it's, it may be, it's, it may be harder because you got to dig a little bit because it's not just as simple as specific aggravating relieving factors. It's going to be things that they don't even consider as being maybe related to their problem, but we have to kind of piece it together. For sure. 
Um, just a clinical pearl too. I often find that especially people who work at a desk or students, they often do the thinker pose, uh, or, mm. some, you know, yep. or someone is like weight bearing on their jaw or someone happens to chew on the, on one side and it yep. doesn't have to be the symptomatic side, but either way, if you chew on the non-symptomatic side too much, it causes compression on one side and distraction on the other. And yep. either one can be sensitizing to an irritated TMJ. Absolutely. All right. Where can people find you, Andrew? People can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at, at a Rothschild PT. And of course, Modern Patient Education and Modern Rehab Mastery. Awesome. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors. So one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, Lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR Certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live Eclectic Approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.